And what called my attention to the neglect of Africa was the Sunday school lessons with all those white angels. And when they said God is love, God is kind, God is no respect of kith or kin, I kept wondering why didn't he let at least one or two little brown or black angels sneak into heaven? So I began to suggest that somebody else had tampered with God's book in favor of somebody else and that the Bible to a great extent was irrationale for European domination, but had been used as such. Then, coming to, you know, after leaving Georgia, after a white man that I've worked for, if he's alive today, he has, uh, he's a liberal with a capital L. His name was Gag Steiner. I asked him about some books on the African people in ancient history. And in the language of the South, he let me down slow. Given him with some, something called Blackleaf number 40 in it. Uh, this was in response to Amlash's request that he be provided uh, some sort of a device whereby he could kill Castro. He returned this device to the case officer. The case officer brought it back to uh, Washington, and that was the end of the uh, plot. Okay, but, but for purposes of, of discussion, the officer gave this uh, uh, Cuban, uh, this agent in Paris, a device with that material you described in it, I presume the material that injected into a human being would kill him. Is that correct? I would think so, yes. So the agent gives the Cuban agent the device to kill somebody. I'm sorry he didn't give him a pistol because it would have made the whole thing a lot simpler and less exotic. Well, whether it's a pistol or a needle, if Amlash is a political plot to destabilize the government, what in the blazes are we giving an agent a device that will kill Castro with for if it's not an assassination plot? Well, if you want to have it that way, why don't you just have it that way? Well, I don't want, it's not a question of what I want. Uh, oh, I think it is what you want, Mr. Dodd. Mr. Helms, I'm reading to you from reports here, prepared at your request by the Inspector General. I understand I'm not that. fabricating this or creating well, out of all my... I understand I'm, that. I'm quoting. I understand that. Well, it's, it's not a question... It would be hard. Yeah, I, I remember one, one of the weirdest emails I ever got. One of the weirdest emails I ever got. And I'm not even sure who this was, but... It was right after Isaac Hayes had died. And someone emailed me and said, I just found out that Isaac Hayes was your father. I am so sorry for your loss. And I'm thinking, 
if there's anyone who doesn't look at, like me on this world, in this <laughs> world, it would be Isaac Hayes. Like, just, you know, physically, we're just very different. <laughs> so, you know what? You know what a lot of white people used to do back in the days? Was front like they were Spanish. Mm. See, that was, that was the... I knew white boys that would get the Caesar. You know what I mean? And... But I mean black Spanish. Like that New York... Dominican... S- well, what I mean is Puerto Rican. How, how, how Spanish are in New York, meaning that black people and Puerto Ricans and Dominicans are so close to each other in New York City that, you know, a lot of Puerto Ricans from New York have that black style about them, like, you know what I mean? So this was the way that a lot of white people, because it was going to seem ridiculous for them to say they was black, but they might could get over. An African can grab their Bible, but when he reads Corinthians and he see wisdom and stuff and he think he got knowledge in his own brain and he doing all these things, he thinks that's from that Bible. When that Bible was never sent to him, that Bible was only written to a certain set of people. It's our, uh, what do they call it, will and testament. That's for, that's for us. So now, the wisdom that it's talking about is the wisdom that will build a nation according to the law, statutes, and commandments of the Most High. Where does it say that? Because I didn't read that just now. You didn't read what? Oh, that the wisdom that they are speaking about is Mm -hmm. the wisdom to build a nation according to the Most High. No sweat. You didn't read that, right? No sweat. I didn't read that in 1 Corinthians. No sweat. Let me help you out. Chapter 12. Read that. Verse 7. No, no. Start at verse 7. Yeah, that's correct. Deuteronomy 6, I'm sorry. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 6. Hold on. Oh, we have Deuteronomy. No, he's reading 1 Corinthians chapter 12. This is the way in, baby. Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord my power commanded me. Now, this is what Moses gave to the children of Israel. He said, Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, with the most I gave to him, right? Read verse uh, 6. Keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom. Say it again. For this is your wisdom. So when you read Corinthians, give me Romans 15 and 4. When you read Corinthians, when it's saying the wisdom. Trade was a slave trade of black African Muslims of other black Africans, some of whom were Muslims and some of whom were not Muslims. And that the overwhelming majority of the slaves that these African Muslims traded were white Europeans and not black Africans, and that that is why the North African area looks so white today. I mean, there's so much that you have said that represents sloppy scholarship. It's ridiculous. So why you are sitting here, you know, 
trying to sound as if your scholarship is on point, brother, no, it's not. No, it's not. You even said that the Arabic word that was used to describe Muhammad did not mean that Muhammad was illiterate and that Muhammad actually was not illiterate. When a real scholar with credentials as a scholar gives us the word that was used to describe Muhammad, and it does mean that he are a major success because we address those things. We get that pain out and we deal with the fact that our man has been hurting. Certainly we are hurting and we're all in pain, but we have to come back together on that issue and try to work it out. I don't like the picture in the book. It's an ugly picture, but we have an ugly problem that we have been turned into as a result of living here in White America. Many of us do not have knowledge or information and education that can benefit the larger community. What I'm saying is that we have mixed up our priorities. We cannot go outside the home and correct it until we correct the problems we have inside the home. So our being out of control is that we have refused to allow and accept the black man to give us any direction on anything we're doing. Just like the black man's failure and his impotence to function in this society, that's not innate. Uh, this is something that has been bred into us since we have come to this country. What we need to do now is to recognize, you know, where we are and for us sisters not to fight me if you are not guilty of the things that I charge in my book. I need you to get on my side and to help me raise these other sisters. That message remains the same and it's a problem that we need to solve and I don't back down off of the truth. Uh, a family is like a nation. And in every nation, you must have one head of the government that the rest of the people in that nation cooperate with in order to be successful. And if not, you have anarchy. And that's what we have now in our black homes because the man has been uh, displaced and we have devalued the importance of the black man in the home in order to... ...and Rand, um, interestingly enough, despite the fact that she was a socialist, uh, not and Rand, obviously, but Sandy Notley, she said she thought I would be smart enough to see through Rand. Um, uh, Huxley, Orwell, Solzhenitsyn, uh, a lot of serious material. And I developed a real friendship with her and her husband. And I worked with the NDP for four years. So she was a pronounced influence on me. And uh, that's Sandy Notley. Oh, and her daughter, Rachel Notley who was a friend of mine, a girlfriend of one of my close friends at one point, became premier of Alberta. Um, many years later, she was defeated in the last election, which was only about three years ago, but um, she followed in her father's footsteps and, and became premier of the province. So that's that story. On your website, you have an extensive list of recommended books. I've looked at it, looked at it multiple yeah. times. It's, it's close to a hundred, I would say. And they're, they're put into different categories, different genres. 
Are there any books on that list or can you think of books that were introduced relatively early in your life? Some of the early exposures that have stood the test of time for you. Oh, Huxley and Orwell, I would say. Solzhenitsyn as well. I read one day in the life of... So when you see how he speaks, I've always told the public this. He's an eloquent speaker, but he speaks his eloquence based upon semantics. And not only based upon semantics, but conjecture and theory and how he projects what he wants to interject into people's minds to say, oh, polite is this, polite is deep. And I don't want to harm nobody how they go and how they get down. But, I mean, if you're coming at, you know, what we do, I, listen, you, you, you saw another, you don't fed them to the wolves. Uh, and you know that. We talked about that. You don't fed Reggie, Shaka, Polite, and whoever to the goddamn wolves. We the wolves. So when you understand this whole vibration, it's like even Reggie himself. Reggie's... Reggie's a good brother, you know what I'm saying? We rap and talk and everything. But when you hear they, how they deal with Egypt, right, and understand Egypt, like when they talk about the Nusuts, you could look that there was no codified law on anything codified for the Nusuts to operate by. That's why when you look at um, 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 each one of them, they had different things that they brought up in the coffin text, in the pyramid text. They spoke differently in their approach. They noticed as factual because there was nothing codified in how them to conduct themselves. Just as if he was in the soot or if he was in the soot, they go by how they feel, but not by what the code of ethics for the people and the progress of the people, how it's supposed to go. That's factual. They know that. So they could talk all of this humdoodle, all that nonsense they notice. So now another thing is this. When we come as far as the 400 years, case in point. And then with, myself, with myself being able to cover that much, I said me because I'm used to speaking, um, you know what I'm saying, that's a, a TC language in Ghana. So they say me a lot, me, me, me. But with myself being able to, um, to be able to, uh, challenge and take on so much doctrine me i've come to my own conclusions in which challenging my father on many topics you know what i'm saying i've i've challenged it. the only person the only person i would look at you know that has truly debated me would be my father you know what i'm saying he whooped my ass horrifically but you know what i'm saying i was able to take that challenge on and get every single question because in the doctrine there's many things that you will question like for example we can go into egyptology alone and there's certain egyptology egypt e egyptians uh a lot of Egyptologists would challenge my father and say, Dr. York is not practicing the true way of ancient Egypt. And when the master teacher came in and brought in that new covenant in 1993 of ancient Egypt, he showed you these are the ways that was taught by the Kemetics or the Caucasian Egyptians that came into ancient Egypt in the late eras of ancient Egypt. See, people don't understand a lot of things in our doctrine because they're not on the level or the mental capacity to be able to take in this amount of information. 
Ontology is a very powerful science in which is covering all things within natural nature. So a lot of people don't know that the Pharaoh that certain things like that was done. But these wasn't don't misconstrue it. These things wasn't done by the the um you know us African Pharaoh Egypt once the science was mixed in under free you know when you had the um the ancient eras of Freemasonry. When you had the ancient eras of Freemasonry that was stolen from the Egyptians, took him back to took him back to Greece and then brought back to Egypt, given back to them less than five. Oh, fish passed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got a chance to talk to him while he remembered me, mm -hmm. right? Because <clears throat> you know I, I had all the physique, I had everything to come with it. Mm -hmm. I just had the baby face. <laughs> right. and he respected the fact. That I represented my neighborhood. I didn't. I wasn't scared to right. <clears throat> say it. Be silent. Oh, you yeah. So he stood up. He could have been part of the problem, but he right. stood up for me. You know what I mean? So That's that true. was that was so one even of my, like even some of the first lessons inside. And I didn't that. know it. I didn't yeah. know it. I didn't know it. My next lesson came in Solidarity. It was a it was a, a war with the with the uh, Hispanics, and I. I broke down the, the remember the bread racks. I broke mm -hmm. the bread racks down. I passed out like thirteen knives, all homies, right? So we go out there because this is black Hispanic. So we all out there together, right? So while we doing our thing, I hear somebody whack. Watch out! It's a dude named Three Finger Louis from Harlem Crip, right? Mm -hmm. Saved my life. Hispanic dude was on my blind. I just seen save my life, right? Long story short, people go to the hole. Some of us make it back to our cell. About three days later, you know the drill. Jones, roll it up. For what? We got confidential information. You passed out weapons for the war. So I asked myself that day, who's my enemy? Is Crip that saved my life? Or one of these bloods that told on me? Because I ain't getting nobody knives but bloods. Mm. So that day... I told myself I would never in prison greet another black man with where you from. Mm. But see, right before that, yeah. I really never knew who, who I was picking up. I never knew who was launching me, <laughs> except uh, like a blind date. Right. One blind date in 1953 involved the overthrow of the premier of Iran. The CIA was clearly involved. The government of Mossadegh, if you recall history, was overthrown by the action of the Shah. Now that we encouraged the Shah to take that action, I will not deny. Actually, the Shah had tried to fire Premier Mohammad Mossadegh and had failed. With the help of CIA and British operatives, though, he was finally ousted. Mossadegh's crimes had been his nationalization of the great pool of Persian oil and his flirtation with the Russians. When it was all over, the West had held onto the oil and Mossadegh had only his famous tears. The CIA is alleged to have sent this P-51 fighter against Indonesian President Sukarno in 1958. Sukarno then captured an American pilot named Alan Pope. Pope had been flying a B-26 bomber for anti-Sukarno rebels while working for the CIA. 
Well, well, all I can tell you is that we were not uh, very happy with Mr. Sukarno in what was that year, 1958. And I don't think we were very happy with him in 1965. The Congo is a natural and deadly battleground for American and Russian agents. Okay, so again, and also, who received more votes with less money? He didn't win, but he had the best run campaign, Jesse Jackson. What I'm getting at is, whatever the area is, science, business, writing, music, TV, movies, you name the area, all we've ever needed was the opportunity. All we ever needed was the opportunity. What, you wanna, what I want you to understand is, to be black means to be the best. When you go to your schools with white and Asian students, you represent the race. You represent Imhotep. You represent Marcus Garvey. You represent King Akhenaten. You represent Nikki Giovanni. You represent Bill Cosby. To be black means to be the best. And we have to work on this. We have to work on redefining what it means to be black. But, since many of us have this kind of definition, now we have to find ways to deprogram. We deprogram our students right now. See, on a plantation, Abraham Lincoln figured out you have 300 slaves, you have one master. That's a lot of work to watch that many slaves. Why don't you let them go? But don't teach them who they are. Don't give them their story. Notice the word, his story. That's all history is. Don't give them their story. Don't make them feel good about themselves. Then you won't have to watch it. They will even say in 1988, 89, 1991, they will even say to be white is to be smart. Man, and he wants to uh, elucidate his points is just, you know, standing on something and defending it under, you know, I, you know. But like I, you know, I know he mentioned it earlier. You know, what I'm saying we, he's he's younger, we old, or whatever the case may be. So now, I think um, to, to get frustrated, you know, I think I think the young brother got felt a little smothered and overwhelmed. Yeah, I think he felt like. This conversation's not going right for me. And so what we need to do is highlight the fact Inky was here. And this, this is what people do all the time, man. They find some shit in the game and say, that it's almost like, you know, had this person not been here, you would have really understood me. No, no one understood you every time you was talking. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> Oh, the moderator. How come the moderator is not actually the thing I'm presently thinking? Well, 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 but the, someone got those answers, wrote those questions for the moderator. Well, brother, the moderator said at the very beginning, I'm presently reading the questions that I was asked. Yeah. Like, like, yo, why, and all of this to cut me off from answering the question the moderator asked me? You asked five fucking questions? It's, it's to cut me off from breaking down the, the logic that I'm employing to come to the conclusion that the men of nature 
has actually been deciphered. Why do I got to be cut off? Yeah. So you can ask what the moderator is an accident if the moderator got questions. What about time? But that just won't work. And you know that, that when we deal with that ourselves, you know that uh, we can get it together. But if we fall in the in the bag that uh, I've got to follow somebody because they're the leader, you know that uh, that's not going to work. Jimmy, you're not suggesting that I'm implying that no. we all ought to follow one lead. No, I'm not personally. Because I'm very no. annoyed by no. the suggestion that we ought to have one lead. That's right. Oh, I wouldn't be opposed so to it now. I wouldn't be opposed to it. I would not be opposed to it. All America is Nixon and uh, all China is Mao. I wouldn't be opposed to it at all if all Africa <laughs> and all the people were one. <laughs> totally as long as I could vote for who my leader would be. Oh, that's no problem as long as he's representing the interests of the people. <laughs> I may <laughs> no, but I can vote for him also. Still. Yeah, you can vote for him. You can vote for him. But what we've seen, we've seen, for example, in the electoral politics, how jive it is, because we've just seen that Nixon has been elected because of maneuvering and tricks and a lot of uh, nonsense. We've just seen that. So the, what I'm really talking about in the vote is the philosophical aspect. I understand. I'm that. really saying that I'll have some actual choice. But I'm not will. contrasting this with any other system. I know you will, because the reason is America always makes it look that if you have another system, you won't have these freedoms that America has. Freedom to vote, you know, freedom to do this, freedom to do that. Or freedom to starve and to suffer. Exactly. I was coming to the rest of those two. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. All right, may we have the next question, please? The name is Diallo. D-I-A-L-L-O. Mahmoud, M-A-H-M-O-U-D. And I'm calling from Dartmouth College in Hanover, New Hampshire. And uh, my question is to Stoker Kamaka. To be a part of the organization, it's just that we can't lose sight mm. of where we going. Right. That's like whack can have white girls and women run this run organization day to day. Working for him. But guess what? When it's time to make that decision, yeah. go to Kim. <laughs> when it's time to make yeah, this yeah, one, like Keisha. go to yeah. because, <laughs> because I don't real. want you to take me in a direction that is not meant to go in. Right. We was dealing or with that the truth. We we're already culture. moving away yeah. from that direction. Yeah. Right, right. I'm being told or guided. By you. So right, 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 right. if you want to follow our movement down our path. Because that's the thing. We yeah, all right. want to grow closer together. And like you said, you guys are leaders within your organizations, within your community. And there's people on the outside. There's even government funding and all that stuff to say, hey, we want to help. What do you say to the communities who do want to help? Well, I have a plan. Yeah. I have a plan in place. I have a plan in place, a plan of action that's working. It's been you working. on the front line for real. Yeah. You no, know, we've been, we, have, we have a great deal of success. That's what he does. Yeah, he we does. have a great deal of success. We've been successful in raising black men and black boys. And, when, and is that the goal to take the plan and what you, the success you created in L.A. to take it nationwide? Yeah, right. So this and this is a, we talked about this offsite too, and you can speak to this as well. We've seen gang banging 
go World global. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely. They banging yeah. y'all street. That does not necessarily mean I should submit to you. And then the act of submission is to give in, to give up who you are to allow yourself to basically be led by someone else like you let that marinate that's what submission is to her and far too many black christian women the act of submission which is commanded in the bible that you say you follow and the faith that you voluntarily believe in <laughs> to give in, give up. It's losing. It's a lack of power. Edward, have a field day with it. Enjoy, Edward. Let Edward, Hurricane Edward, call in Hurricane Edward. You're on. have no power of your own. That to me is just weakness. When a woman submits, she has no power of her own. That's just weakness. That's what you said, ma'am. That's why I, I'm glad it's here so I don't have to make this shit up. Submission is weak. Acknowledging someone's leadership abilities in areas and allowing someone to lead. After Aristotle's death and uh, by under the domination of Greeks. Anybody else? Anybody would like to respond? Professor Clark? I, I, think the, I think the whole concept of the library at Alexander might be an often repeated myth and it might not have existed at all. We have not found any foundation. Now you can burn the building, but you can't burn the foundation because that's on the ground. Well, according to most information I know, the library, the books in the library consist of raping a lot of small libraries in Egypt. And so when they burned down the library, they burned and lost to the world information that will never be recovered. So I don't think the library was a service, although it is spoken of as a high point of intellectual contribution. It was not. It was part of Greek imperialism. The raping of the small African libraries. He consolidated the books. Had he left them scattered in small libraries, we might still have access to them. But you put them in one place that got burned down and the world can never recover that information. So I don't consider the library at Alexander any compliment to African people or Greeks. One, 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 quick, one quick addition to that. 
Professor Clark, do you think that we should always judge history in terms of race? Look, there was no such thing as race in the psyche of the world until the Europeans put it into the psyche of the world. The Africans knew nothing about race and didn't think they belonged to anything called a race. And when the Africans saw the Europeans, because they have a traditional hospitality to strangers, they didn't fight them, they didn't kill, they were curious about them. And with the African explorers, especially Mundo Park, went into Africa, he, nobody hurt him, no, me, nobody shot at him, nobody showed any arrows at him. The Europeans went in peacefully, but the Africans heard that Mundo Park was a pork eater. Most people don't know it, but Africans were not great pork eaters and they're not great pork eaters today. Pork was a meat you ate in a certain ceremony, certain times a year. But we were not great pork eaters before we came to the United States or were forced to the United States. 